Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. We don't know the outcome. We never will. We're not God. If we try to think about the outcome, that's when we spiral into that web of worry and fear and anxiety. It's like a spider web and it grows. You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. So I've got a question for you. What happens when life hits you hard? Do you crawl inside yourself and hide? Do you throw your hands up and give up? Or are you resilient and you wipe yourself off and get back up? We're going to talk about resilience today. And helping us do that is my friend, Kelly Tyan. Kelly is a wife, she's a mother of two, as well as the author of Addicted to the Climb and the host of the Addicted to the Climb podcast. Welcome to the No More Perfect podcast, Kelly. Hi, Jill. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here today. Yeah, it's been fun getting to know you and um, having the opportunity. I was on your podcast, having the opportunity to follow each other on Instagram. And I'm really curious about your words, addicted to the climb. Tell us what it is that you, um, or maybe why it is that you've chosen those words to really be the core of your ministry, right? Yes, for sure. Well, I have had to climb my way out of numerous life's setbacks, to Mm -hmm. say the least. And over the years since I was born, I'll take you back really quickly. I was, I'm an only child born of the two best parents a girl could ever ask for (laughs) and a mom that was just a light in this world. Mm -hmm. And as I say that, we were very, very close as a threesome. And my mom also, though, suffered with a really debilitating rheumatoid arthritis disease mm. from, from the minute I was born. However, I watched my mother grow up the whole my whole entire life. She had a smile on her face through the pain, mm-hmm. through the suffering. She was scarred from head to toe, but I watched her illuminate Jesus in a faith that was so strong, you couldn't break it if you tried. So watching that, Jill, over my life really taught me 
to be grounded in faith. So when I say I've had to climb my way out of so many different things, I lost my mom six years ago. That was one of the things, one of my setbacks, but going through breast cancer, Mm. learning my dad had a rare blood cancer that we had to go through. I have a child, one of my son is legally blind in one eye from an operation that didn't go the way it was supposed to. But all these things that happen in our lives really taught me to that we have to keep climbing and that I'm not going to give up. I saw my mother who never gave up. And so Addicted to the Climb was birthed from all those numerous things that I've been through. And I realized one day, I'm a climber. I'm not stopping. I'm not looking back. I have to keep getting up no matter what happens in life. And that's the choice I'm going to make no matter what, because that's what my mom did. She was a beautiful example of resilience, as you said. And God really downloaded Addicted to the Climb to me as my fitness business was ending. And we can talk about that at some point if you'd like. But as my fitness business, 10-year fitness business was ending, not I didn't really know what was next for me. And as I stood in prayer, Addicted to the Climb was born because mm-hmm. God just said to me, you have to bring this message out to people that with a strong faith, you can get through anything. So that's where I am in my messaging, my ministry. I really just want to instill in, I really coach women. So mm-hmm. I want to instill in women and men that listen to my show as well, read my book, that we have courage inside us. We have the choice always to get up and get ourselves climbing again. It's mm. all up to us. And that's my what I want to really instill again in people. Because without hope and without courage and faith, we are stuck. I've been mm-hmm. there. I lived in fear. I'm not perfect. And I've been through a lot. And it wasn't easy. But it really does come down to having faith in really making a choice to keep moving forward. Right. So how do we find faith over fear, though? Because, you know, when you were talking about we have to find courage, well, the opposite of courage is fear. And you said you have struggled with that. How do we move from that place of fear to a place of faith? So that is my messaging, my tagline. I wear it all over my clothes, faith over fear. And the way I it's again, it really is a choice. So for me, going through the things that I've been through, when you're alone in your thoughts mm-hmm. and 3 a.m. comes around and you're crying and why me, there comes a point where you have to make a decision. Am I going to keep crying? Am I going to just sit in fear, which really affects the physical body as well? I mean, after I lost my mom, It was really hard. She was here at 7 a.m. and gone at 7 p.m. of a brain in um, of an aneurysm that was found in her stomach. So not only did she have rheumatoid, she didn't die that way. It was an aneurysm that took her life. And Mm. that was really a rock bottom moment for me that I was living in fear. And I know what it's like to be paralyzed by fear. But at some point, I didn't want to be there anymore. So for anyone going through something really traumatic right now, you have to get to a point where, do I want to stay here? Or is there something better I can cling on to to give me hope to climb my way out of this? Because nobody really wants to be in that fearful 
frail position. Mm-hmm. And I really had to decide on each circumstance that I've been through. I'm choosing faith. So I end up, I will recite that, Jill, about a thousand times an hour when mm-hmm. I have, when I come against something that tries to take me down, when fear comes into my path. Mm-hmm. I just say faith over fear. It's almost like I have to convince myself because they're words, but the more you speak them out, the more they become real and the more they can penetrate into your heart and your mind. So you actually believe what you're saying. So I just say it faith over fear. I'm choosing faith over fear. I'm not going to stay here. I want to get back on my feet. I don't know what else to do, but I'm going to choose faith over fear. And that's really how I do it now. And now when, when I come against something hard, Like Mm -hmm. for another example, my daughter was in a traumatic car accident and I saw the whole thing happened. I witnessed it. She was driving behind me. I saw the whole thing in my rear view. Her her car flipped upside down, spun around and the glass shattered everywhere. It Mm -hmm. was the, you don't want to see that on a stranger. Never mind your child. Mm -hmm. Talk about fear. I mean, it's been a year and two months now. And fear still tries to grip me when that girl leaves the house or when she says, mom, I'm going to the store. She doesn't live in our house anymore. She's 23, but fear does try to still take me down. But we have to choose to believe that God's got this. God will take care of her. I can't live in fear that she's going to get in a car accident again every single time she gets in her car. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live in that mind space. I want to live in faith. So it really comes down to what do you want to do? Do you want to move forward or do you want to stay in the setback? Yeah. You know, it it reminds me of Romans 8, 5 and 6, which is a verse that we use a lot with those that we coach. And that is um, for uh, that there are two places that we can set our mind. We can set our mind on the flesh or we can set our mind on the spirit. And yes. if we set our mind on the flesh, we experience death, not a physical death, but we experience some form of death. If we set our mind of the spirit, we experience life and peace. So what you're actually saying is when we set our mind on fear, we're setting our mind on the flesh and we're going to experience some form of death. Like you become paralyzed, not able to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, The fear is calling the shots, right? And yes. when we set our mind on the spirit, we begin and which is saying faith over fear, faith. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing God's perspective. I'm choosing uh, to look at faith. Then we experience that life and peace. And you use the word decision multiple times there. And mm-hmm. I think decision is a big part of this, isn't it? Yes, because it is. It's We always have a decision to face in every single situation we're in. Am I going to decide to move forward? Am I going to decide to put my workout clothes on? Am I deciding to scroll social media? It's all a decision and we have the power to make those decisions. Nobody else is going to do it for us, right? Yeah. And And that's so freeing to know in a way that we have the power to make our own decisions It's all, it always comes down to our decisions. And yet people get sidelined and they blame, blame, blame 
or they have excuses, those are also decisions because Mm -hmm. indecision is also a decision. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I stand so strong on that because Jill, over the years, I wasn't as strong as I am today. This took a lot of evolution in my life. I mean, we all evolve, right? We all get stronger if we choose to go that route. There were many times where I was super weak and crumbling. And I, it really, I, it came down to choosing my faith. Obviously, I say that a million times, but I am very grounded in my faith. And when I'm struggling, if someone's struggling right now, it's really about, going right into the word of God. Like mm-hmm. that's where I start. If that, if I need answers, if I want to feel peace that you're talking about, I go right into the word in every single time. It never falls short. I mm-hmm. always feel uplifted. I always feel peace, more joy. And it's just, that's what I tell people because they ask me, well, how do you have faith over fear? Well, I head right to the word. That's where mm-hmm. I, that's where I am fed. That's where I get fueled up so I can live in faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so Kelly, if somebody is listening and going to the word of God is a foreign concept for them, mm-hmm. where would you encourage them to start? If it's very foreign, I always say start in Matthew because it really explains who Jesus actually is. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a very beautiful explanation of Jesus in the way he talks about life today. It's he, the parables, the stories he shares. He comes from such a gentle place so you can get to know him. Yes. And I love that book of Matthew. That's the, oh, the word I describe Matthew is so gentle. And I, it's a beautiful, mm. beautiful book to get to know who God really is from the start. Yeah. Then you can dive in to the other places. Mm-hmm. I also like to start, I, I agree. I think you should always be reading one of the gospels, which yes. is Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going to learn about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I love Proverbs too. Oh, uh, love yeah, because it's it's wisdom, and yes. so and we desperately need wisdom. So I love yes. I love Proverbs. Uh, Philippians is a favorite book for me um, as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Philippians is an easy win too because there's only four chapters in Philippians, and so you can <laughs> exactly. say I just read a book of the Bible. <laughs> yes, and, and, and Philippians is so good because it's taking on the mind of Christ. So if you're struggling. And you really need strength in your mind. Philippians is a, it's powerful, powerful. Yes, Yes, I would agree. And back to the decision thing, you know, you talked about all the decisions that we can make, but one of the things that we can also decide is what we choose to think on, what we choose to put our focus on and, uh, and when we are, in God's word, it helps us to make that decision towards truth, right? And so that's the, that's the, uh, the invitation that we really have is, uh, to focus on truth more than anything else. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. It's how we get through life. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So, 
uh, Kelly, you and I are both breast cancer survivors. And um, you said that breast cancer has shaped you. In what way has the journey of breast cancer shaped you? Wow. Well, first of all, hearing the diagnosis, you have cancer. It rocks your world, right? As you know, it's almost, you almost do become paralyzed for a moment. I became paralyzed for a moment, had my cry, but I realized that no one is exempt, okay, from anything. Just right. because I'm faithful, just because I'm a Christian, just because I love Jesus, that is not a green light into all things rainbows and butterflies, as we know. <laughs> and so it shaped me because it really made me realize that that's where I had to put my faith and trust in Jesus, that I'm human and I'm not exempt from anything going forward. But I was, I feel when I look back on the whole journey I took through the cancer, that God really had a plan because at the same time that I was diagnosed, I was also in the process of opening the doors to my new business, a fitness business. Mm -hmm. So hearing the breast cancer diagnosis really was, it brought around a lot of shame, anxiety, like why me? When I look back, those women were in place already for me. They for So I could show up for them, but they were there for me as well. And they got me through my diagnosis. They got me through the treatments that I had to go through. So it really did shape me in so many ways. I mean, it made me look at my health in a whole mm -hmm. new way mm -hmm. and how I can be better because I thought I was eating great, <laughs> but I really had to take a step back and evaluate my food and my body. And I had children and I want to live a long, healthy life. So I dove into my nutrition. I got my nutrition degree and so I can teach others how to just take care of themselves. And if they ever come into a cancer diagnosis that they can still take care of themselves and be strong in the Lord and we can walk through this together. Mm -hmm. So it really did. It was, it, it shaped me in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful that I'm 14 years breast cancer free. It's been an amazing, I don't look back, but I'm here to say you're not alone. If you're going through it, please reach out to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, as you know, mm -hmm. going through it. But again, our faith can get us through anything. Yeah. And that's what we have to lean on in every single, every single time that fear tried to get me. You know, even now, Jill, I'm not sure how you feel because you've been breast cancer free for how many years? Nine. Has it been? No, Nine. 10, 10, 10 years. Ten. Yeah. 10 and, years. You know, when you go in for your mammogram, that fear can try to creep up a little bit. And, but again, it's faith over fear, mm -hmm. faith over fear, right? So true. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, I do have to, I would say, especially in the first few years when it was, was closest to my treatment, yep. that would get almost panicky. Yes. Right? Yes. You, you know, in fact, I almost had a panic attack um, and I'd never had one before the very first year after I had my 
uh, breast cancer. It was my first mammogram after breast cancer. And I was fine. Like I was going through my day and I was just walking. And then I walked into the place, no big deal. And I put on the cape and I'm sitting and waiting for the lady. And all of a sudden it just like came over me like, oh my gosh, what if? What if, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, I did, I had to take my thoughts captive Mm -hmm. big times because they were starting to get out of control. And it was like, Lord, even if it, if, if there was a, a positive here and I needed to walk through more, you haven't changed. Mm -hmm. You haven't, you're still the same yesterday today and tomorrow, and I can depend on you. And so I had to really push my thinking in that direction. Mm, I can relate 100%. Same exact, the the thoughts can spiral out, Mm -hmm. but that's where we have to just surrender at and right away, surrender. I give it to you because I always say in one of the chapters in my book is release the outcome. Because no matter what, we don't know the outcome. We never will. We're not God. And if we try to think about the outcome, that's when we spiral into that web of worry and fear and anxiety. It's like a spider web and it grows. And you're like, well, what if this happens? And what if they tell me I have, well, that's not going to get you anywhere thinking that way. So you have to take those thoughts captive. I love how you said that. It's like, it's a snap of a finger. Like, nope, I'm not going to think like that. I'm going to go in. God knows the outcome. I don't know the outcome, but no matter what that outcome is, I believe he'll carry me through. Yeah. And that's that's it. Yeah. That's, and it's not easy. I'm not saying no. anyone listen, they're like, oh, good for them. They think, but, but listen, it's not easy, but that's what we have to do so we don't spiral out and cause more infliction on ourselves. Because yeah. I think a lot of times we cause our own angst right? Mm -hmm. Like we don't know the outcome of anything, whether it's going for a job promotion or starting your podcast, we get so anxious about what's going to happen. What if no one listens? What if nobody buys my book? Well, then no one's going anywhere. If we keep living in those thoughts, we're going to be stuck and in the same place that we were one year ago, five years ago. And if you want to stay there, fine. But I know Jill and I, we're not staying there. We're climbing. And so it's a decision and it's faith. And it has to, it has to be that way if you want to move forward. Yes. That's it. Yep, exactly. So you have a book, uh, Addicted to the Climb. And when you, when that book lands in somebody's hands, what do you hope that they get from it, Kelly? Honestly, I hope and pray that anyone that picks that book up has Faith gets ignited in in hope Mm. and courage ignites in their soul because those stories are personal stories. I wrote very short stories, two pages each of just many things that I've been through and how I got to the other side. And I want to ignite that hope in someone and give them the courage that, wow, she could get through that. I certainly can because I, my messaging is all about, I'm no different than you sitting across from me right now. We're no different. I don't have superpowers. I don't have magic beans that I take every day. I just take a step forward in prayer that everything's going to be okay. And that's what I want people to know through my stories that everything's going to be okay. You will make it and God will make a way if you believe 
and just continuously deepen your faith. So that's mm-hmm. what my book is really all about. Yeah. So where's the best place people can connect with you, Kelly? On all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. And I just recently started doing TikTok. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like just trying it out to see because I do like talking on camera. So I tr- I'm trying it out, but it, it's all of the same Kelly Tyan and it's K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. And that's the same. My website is also kellytyan.com. I'd love to hear from you. Love it. Well, Kelly, as we bring this to a close, would you be willing to pray for our listeners? Absolutely. Thank you, Father, Lord, for bringing us here today, for just showing up right now in this place to the listeners, to all ears right now, Holy Spirit. Empower these women and men to just want to climb higher and not stay stuck. Give them the strength and the courage that they need right in this very moment to just take that next step. We love you, Lord. We surrender to you. And I bless and bless us today. Bless these listeners. Bless Jill for this beautiful podcast. And thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free ebooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.